podcast. I am Camilla, your high vibe advocate. Give me 15 minutes and I will give you a high vibe world. Two days ago on Monday the 26th, we had this amazing first super moon of 2021, the pink moon in the house of Scorpio, which is a very sexy and intense and introspective, very cathartic, very courageous, resilient and relentless zodiac house. So it's no surprise that for many of us, you know, the days leading up to this full moon and likely the many days that are coming right after it uh, made us feel a little uncomfortable, but also incredibly more comfortable at the same time, which is strange. This moon has you wanting to break the so-called rules a little bit more, and it has you being pushed, you know, it's pushing you to shake things up a bit and to return to your authentic self. It will have you breaking out of your usual routine, and that's pretty much always a good thing. You'll love the feeling of mixing things up, so that you'll start doing it more often, you know? Um, Like wearing clashing patterns, trying out a new dance class, reaching out to someone that you would ordinarily be too intimidated by, not to mention having legit, honest conversations with the people in your life. um, And that actually will make you crave it even more. So don't be surprised if you find yourself gravitating toward people that you can have these deep conversations with in the future. And of course, having a good old-fashioned sex fest with your partner will help reignite passion in your relationship because after all, Scorpio is the house of sex, but it is also the house of death. And I'm not saying death in the literal sense of the word. Um, I'm, I'm saying it more like in the transformative sense, in the sense of getting rid of what no longer works. The planetary alignment is driving us to release what is no longer working and shift and change or make decisions that are more in alignment with ourselves, with our true selves versus sacrificing what brings us joy. For many of us, the effect of the full moon in Scorpio will be the sense of being at a crossroads. You know, it's going to be the decision to leave a job or to move to a new location or to change um, a contract, you know, to end a relationship, to start a new one. Um, all these things can kind of start around this time. And if a current life situation is bringing discomfort and resistance, the astrological transit could push sudden and pivotal decisions onto you. And this is because the planet of abundance and love, which is Venus, is traveling in its home sign of Taurus, which is actually opposite of Scorpio, where the moon will be or has been. So basically, these planets are in opposition. Um, Not planets, you know, the moon and the sun are in opposition in two opposing houses. And that's pulling you in different directions. And when, when a planet is in its own, its home sign, it can express its full frequency. 
And that means that not only is this like Scorpio full moon bringing release, but through this tension, it's also encouraging us to embrace our worth, to be honest about who we really are and what we really want out of life. But none of that can happen without shadow work. And that is actually what I want to explain to you guys today because I know a lot of us have heard of shadow work, but we have not actually looked into what it means or what it entails. And so many of us have no idea what that is. So it's important to talk about it. Obviously, we all know what a shadow is. It's always standing right behind us, just out of view. In any direct light, we cast a shadow. But the shadow is a, is a psychological term for everything that we can't see in ourselves. Most of us go to great lengths to protect our self-image, you know, from any unflattering or unfamiliar or not acceptable, um, you know, perception, I guess, in society. And so it's easier to observe another person's shadow before acknowledging our own shadow. Seeing another person's shadow can help you understand how someone can show gifts in one area of life, you know, like how someone can be so great at certain things while remaining unaware of poor behavior in other areas. But then again, that is why we say that what you see in others exists in you because you notice it more and you recognize it more because it's something that you also have struggled with and it's therefore something you already know well. Every human being is susceptible to this. And I personally find that working with my shadow is a rewarding yet challenging process. It certainly does not feel comfortable and it is not supposed to. Many times you will start and stop and you know, run away back to where there isn't light so that you can't see your shadow. That is also why some, so many people can go from like one extreme to the other in life, you know, from atheist to spiritual back to atheist again. But exploring our shadow can lead to greater authenticity, creativity, energy, and personal awakening. So what is the shadow? The shadow is the dark side of our personality because it consists of primitive, negative human emotions and impulses like rage, envy, greed, selfishness, desire, and the striving for power. But it's not all negative because, you know, there's also positive in some of these things that we have cast in our shadow as negative. I mean, desire isn't a negative thing. It's a driving force and it's an authenticity. But many times we deny ourselves the things that we want out of fear of how we will be perceived for wanting it, let alone forgetting it. All we deny in ourselves, whatever we perceive as inferior or as evil or as unacceptable, become part of our shadow. And anything that's incompatible with our chosen conscious attitude about ourselves relegates to this dark side. The personal shadow is the dishonest, you know, the disowned, I guess, self. It's, um, it's something that represents the parts of us 
that we no longer claim to be our own, including inherent positive qualities. For instance, let's say that you are born in a racist home and you grow up in in a racist area, but you are not inherently racist and you know that it's not who you are and you don't like being that way. But in order to be accepted by your own family or by your own neighbors in your own area, you have to conceal that actually positive trait of your personality and pretend you're somebody you're not just to fit in. These unexamined or disowned parts of our personality, they don't go anywhere. And even though we deny them in our attempt to cast them out, we don't get rid of them. We repress them. They are a part of our unconscious. Think of the unconscious as everything that we are not conscious of, right? We can't eliminate the shadow. It stays with us as like this dark brother or sister, you know? And trouble arises when we fail to see it because then... We know that it's just like literally standing right behind us and it's just going to keep following us around. But how is this shadow born? Every young child knows kindness and love and generosity, but also expresses anger and selfishness and greed. These emotions are a part of our shared humanity. But as we grow up, something happens. These traits associated with being good are accepted, while the ones associated with being bad are rejected. We all have basic human needs. These needs include physiological needs, safety and security needs, and the needs for belonging. And these needs are biological and instinctual. And as children, when we expressed certain parts of ourselves, we received negative cues from our environment, like You know, maybe we got angry and we threw a a tantrum and our parents reprimanded us, you know, for our outburst and sent us to our room. And maybe, you know, maybe there was a time when we acted pretty boldly or playfully or spontaneously or silly or whatever in our first, you know, first grade classroom or something in school. And our teacher shamed us for our lack of decorum or for being a distraction. And they did that in front of the class and told us to sit down. Whatever happened, right, or whenever it happened, it might have happened often and it threatened one of our basic needs. We likely started wondering, would the disapproval of our parents threaten our safety? Even if, you know, on an unconscious level, um, we could be wondering this. Or would the disapproval of our teachers and classmates jeopardize our need for belonging, We adjusted our behavior to gratify our needs and we learned to adapt to the external world. All the unaccepted or discouraged parts of us in the first 20 years of our lives are bundled together, swept out of view, you know, outside of our conscious awareness. And this repression of unwanted parts creates what psychologists call, you know, the personal shadow, at least Carl Jung was famous psychologist who did. And he actually wrote in his book that there is no light without shadow, and no psychic wholeness without imperfection. So what happens if we just ignore our shadow? Well, here's the problem. The shadow can operate on its own without our full awareness. It's as if our conscious self goes on autopilot while the unconscious assumes control. And we do things that we wouldn't voluntarily do and that we later regret if we catch it. Like we say things that we wouldn't say. Our facial reactions express emotions that we don't consciously feel. My husband always notices that about me, for instance. Like 
he says that my face is super expressive and for that reason I'm a horrible poker player and if you know if I don't make a conscious effort to display a poker face at all times I'm going to be terrible um so remaining unconscious of our shadow hurts our relationship you know with our spouses with our family with our friends and it's it's also impacting our professional relationship and um, our leadership abilities. But most of all, it's actually keeping us from being truly and completely authentic. And it will keep us from living in integrity because integrity is wholeness and you cannot be whole if you don't take your shadow into account. So what happens to all the parts of ourselves if, if we just sweep it out of view? Whatever qualities that we deny ourselves, you know, we start to see in others. And in psychology, that's called projection. We project onto others anything that we bury within. So, for example, if, we, if you get super irritated when someone is rude to you, um, I bet you that it's probably because you haven't owned your own rudeness at some point. And this doesn't mean that the person isn't being rude to you, but it means that the rudeness wasn't in your, you know, if, if the rudeness wasn't in your shadow self, then someone else's rudeness wouldn't have bothered you so much right so it's 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 getting in the way of you enjoying life fully because you're getting you know triggered by things that are part of your shadow and you haven't worked through them it's why so many you know of the extreme hatred people uh or hateful people feel that extreme hatred that extreme feeling towards another person you know it usually means that you know those are those are expressions of their fears and perhaps of their own skeletons of their own selves a lot of people say like homophobic people are actually people who are afraid of owning their homosexuality this process doesn't happen consciously we aren't aware of our projections our egos use this mechanism to defend itself to defend how it perceives itself our false identities of being quote unquote good you know they keep us from connecting to our shadow and these psychological projections distort reality and they create a thick boundary between how we view ourselves and how we behave in reality and also what we really want to be. But shadow work isn't exactly popular because the shadow isn't a popular topic. Because after all, like, who enjoys owning their flaws and weaknesses and selfishness and nastiness and hate and, and whatever, you know? Focusing on our strengths is much more enjoyable and much more life-affirming. But exploring our shadow side gives us tremendous opportunities for growth and for development. Shadow work improves our relationship with others. It gives us clearer perception. It gives us more energy and improves our physical health. It makes us more creative and it makes us a whole person, which in turn gives tremendous fulfillment. So as you integrate your shadow side and you come to terms with your darker self, you see yourself more clearly and you become more grounded. You become more human, more whole. And when you can accept your own darker parts, it's easier to accept the shadow in others, you know, the problems and the faults of other people. And as a result, other people's behavior won't trigger you as easily and you become more compassionate, more understanding and more real. You'll also have an easier time communicating with others. You may notice an improvement in all of your relationships with your spouse, with your family members, with your friends, even with your business associates. So now you might be asking, how do you do the shadow work? Well, you may actually already be doing it because this moon made you. <laughs> 
Um, but and actually, unfortunately, I don't have enough time, you know, for, to go over in greater detail um, all that it entails. But generally speaking, you will have to watch your emotional reactions. You will have to engage in inner dialogue. You will have to challenge the quote unquote good part of yourself. That means that you need to question what to you means to be a good boy or a good girl or a good employee or a good a good spouse or a good parent and then see the shadow archetypes which again i wish i had time to go over here but i really can't um (laughs) nobody wants me to talk for half an hour by myself um but you can reach out to me directly if you want to do that okay so when you when you recognize the shadow archetype then you can face it And then you face your shadow and you face the feelings that it brings you. And you work through reconciling your true self with the image that you have been projecting. And again, this will be an intense and uncomfortable process, but it will also be very transformative. And... That is all we have for today. Thank you for being with me and for listening to me and for being a part of my journey. I am Camilla, your High Vibe Advocate. Looking forward to your outreach at HighVibeAdvocate.com and your follow on Instagram at HighVibeAdvocate. And as always, looking forward to our next meeting right here on my channel. See you next Wednesday.